Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Odds Biz Live from our Barangaroo studios. It is a Friday edition of The Call. Loving it as we go into the weekend. Ten stocks picked by you that you've sent in. I put them to our expert panel. We do it all in one hour. And look, the markets are up. The birds are singing. The sun is out. Thank goodness. And and our little rays of sunshine here on The Call is our panel today. Adam Dawes from Shore and Partners. Great to be here. Yeah. Good to see you. I'm excited. Jumbay Lou from Tribeca Investment Partners. Jumbay, good to see you as well. Good to see you. It's fantastic to be here. Um, November has come Mm. and all of a sudden... (laughs) It's green. (laughs) Sentiment has turned, hasn't it? Federal Reserve puts interest rates on hold. And everyone's out firing again. That's right. And then there's a good chance down there next week that RBA may not put up the rates as previously expected. Yeah. Oh, are you thinking that? Well, look, no. I think it's a more 50-50. Um, but the market was betting on a you know, 70% chance they'll raise. You look at what happened with the Federal Reserve and yeah. look at what happened in the UK and the like. So there's a good chance that they might just hold off and see how things go. So if the Fed had moved, then we would have had to follow. Absolutely. Because the Fed didn't move... Mm. Okay, that's put the... Uh... Change the probability somewhat. Oh, interesting. Adam? I'm on the other 50% saying that they will raise rates. Right. I think we're six months to eight months behind the US as far as inflation, everything else. And I think that the new governor, Michelle Bullock, Bullock. is going to have to put a stamp Mm. And I think this is her opportunity to do it. Okay. So right. I, I'm... I'm, I'm yeah. Will it affect the impact or would you... I think it's already priced into the market. Right. Oh, look, if it doesn't raise, I think it's um, market yeah. put up a, a few percent. Yes. Because right. if they do Correct. raise, even though market expects it, but it's Melbourne Cup, it is heading to Christmas, you kill your retail. Uh, your retail spend for the rest of yeah. this year is going to be... They have cool. raised rates on Melbourne Cup before, though. They have, yeah, so, yeah. So, like, oh. so yeah. Santa Rally? Better, early, yeah. Better hurry up. Starting, we've seen signs of it. momentum. All right, let's uh, take a look at the first five stocks. We're going to cast our eye over this half hour. Bieber Energy, um, NIB, Eagles Automotive. Boy, don't they have a few fans at the moment? Treasury Wine Estates, big purchase earlier in the week. Is it good for them or not? And REA Group, uh, stock of the day. But we'd have a look at Macquarie after this morning. Announced 24 income dividend, $2.55. Company record revenue from ordering activity, 7.9 bill um, and profit of 1.7 bill, down 39% layoffs at Macquarie as well. Uh, Macquarie's already trimmed its earnings forecast twice since May. Very un-Macquarie-like. Uh, everyone thought that was a one-off. Back in May, not anymore. They go, mm. um, because corporate deal making is down, less volatility in commodity prices than a year ago. So, um, of all the banks, uh, Macquarie has consistently been the darling of the market. Is it losing its shine? 
Jumbai. I think uh, it, it absolutely has been. Um, you know, we've seen the share price underperform a fair bit into this result, expecting a weaker result. Now, yeah. the, the, the Macquarie is a well-held stock. We're, most of the institutions will have Macquarie in their portfolios. It's a Definitely. great long-term growth story, invest across all these infrastructure, renewable energies and things. So it's a great place to be. Uh, but the challenge is they've made such strong earnings for so many years. And to cycle those strong earnings is going to be difficult. Remember, for the last couple of years, we'll keep saying that's peak earning, peak earning, and they keep doing better. Now, this year is going to be one of those years that they have to rebase the earning lower. And now, so far, we've seen this result. Everything looks pretty poor. You know, it's down closer yeah. to 40% meets consensus by 20%. So it yeah. is pretty poor. It's going to be second half loaded. So there's a bit of chance for them to make up. Uh, energy business will make up a bit, bit, bit of it for it to come back. But that is not part of the earning where you should give a high multiple for. So I do think there is still a bit more earnings risk into the second half. Um, I think there's possibility for company to downgrade again for the full year earning because they they need to make 70% mm. uh, in the second half. So to me, it's more of a neutral at this stage. Uh, it's just the earning needs to rebase this year. It's one of those, uh, what do you call a rebase year or transition right. year. Okay. Yeah. So the best is behind it. Uh, it can, it just needs everyone to expect a little bit less from here on. Um, for the long term, it's still there, but it just, for the time being, it's going to be next 12 months, it's going to be a bit tough. Okay. So do you hold? It's or, a hold for me, yeah. Or do you average down or yeah, so is, there, is this a good buying level for Macquarie? Look, I think the level looks pretty good, but relative to, I always like to look at the relative opportunity. Do I put in BHP? Do I put in this? Where do I put it? Um, so this certainly looks better than the domestic bank um, at this point because it, it is cheap. Uh, it is che actually cheaper than some of the domestic yeah. bank now. And it's got the long-term growth, structural growth, just knowing share price may not go rally away with the market just because there might be a little bit right. more earnings downside. Um, yes, um, you know, you'll be buying at this uh, thing, but I'm more of a hold because I just know there's right. more earnings downgrade. So, yeah, and there are better growth opportunities in the short Absolutely. time. Absolutely. So, got plenty of time. Look across the market. You want okay. buy growth. There's even your likes of CSL and other things. So, there's, yeah, lots of So, you're buying CSL? Yeah. Right. She's been so, buying CSL for a while now too. So well, I, I keep asking for a friend who's, who has been overweight now, not as overweight in their super fund with CSL thinking. Oh, so you got well, it at the I mean, IPO then, did you? Oh, <laughs> I did actually, but years ago. Years I mean, ago. So I'm that old. 30 uh, years. Sorry about, yeah. 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 Uh, back to Macquarie. Uh, look, so obviously, obviously a softer environment for a lot of things. Deal flow is definitely softer. Yeah. Um, as well as then basically uh, costs are continuing to rise. And I don't think the costs have been captured correctly this half. So Jumbo's right. There's potentially some more downgrades just on costs going higher. And more retrenchments? Uh, well, yeah, there's been some horrible stories. Uh, maybe we'll talk off camera on, on that. But yeah. It's oh, some, Macquarie? Yeah, horrible. Oh. Um yeah, it's been really bad for, for a lot of people. Um, so, yes, I suspect they're going to still have to cut more staff to keep those costs down. Right. Um, but broadly, I think the stock is a fantastic business, really, really comfortable with it. Um, I'm a hold as well. I just want to see how things are starting to go. I'm always of the view anything under $180 is a buy. Mm. We're certainly in that territory at the moment. Yeah. So, look, brave people absolutely start averaging in or, or picking up some more. The, the price action just today was a really good realization of how strong this stock is. The stock fell on the open, 
But as I was leaving the desk, it was basically back to evens and in fact starting to go higher. So any kind of weakness, you, you'll see buying coming into this stock pretty quickly. Now, would that be friends of Macquarie coming in? And support, well, I mean, there's a lot of friends. Stock, so there's a lot of friends day, out there. Are they not to embarrass? Yeah, yeah potentially, right. potentially. Okay. But um, yeah, we, we've known that there's this negative view on Macquarie for a while. And they came out a couple of months ago and said, look, this, this is going to be... Uh, a little bit tougher environment isn't looking that good um, and you know they're starting to realize that at the moment okay all right let's get into the stocks that you want us to take a look at uh, first one Adam from uh, Adrian <coughs> wants a view on Viva Energy so yeah that's the, um, the fuel group runs all the service station doesn't own the property yes. that's in a separate REIT uh, they own the Geelong oil refinery they're about to buy on the on run, the, uh, the Shahin family's yep. service station empire South in South Australia, Australia to, yes. it, add to it. And those properties <coughs> will go in the REIT as well. Yes. So Viva will just run the businesses. The, yeah. So look, overall refining was is back to normal now. Geelong is back up and running. Um, things are okay. And those margins are looking pretty solid uh, for, for the refining side of things. I think it also really comes down to retail volume of fuel has been soft, obviously higher costs cost of living biting in plus then also the overall convenience stores have been a little bit tougher as well so um overall i think it's a hold from me i actually like ampole better than this one why uh, i just think that overall ampole owns it's got a lot of uh, the the properties but it is just a better uh, run business and okay. hence why i'm preferring that one beaver energy is a hold a lot of brokers got outperforms on it i just think that potentially around here it's going to uh, the, the next catalyst is on the run if that acquisition does go through i think i looked it up a triple c has got to make a decision before the end of this year so that will be a catalyst for the business positively uh going forward and uh, uh, on the run is a lot bigger business than most people yes. on the east coast realize that is it is huge yeah well it's all adelaide perth yeah. they've, they've got a lot of that uh, yes. and they're servicing all those small convenience stores all of those things yes uh, which is massive. So it will be a good bolt-on acquisition for Viva, which is a catalyst moving forward. For me, I prefer Ampol. Okay. Jumbo? I'm kind of in a similar sort of camp. Um, you know, the, the Ampol is much better run business. So you kind of, you, you, you want to be in the market leader and, um, you yeah. know, more more solid businesses who has been upgrading earnings rather than being earnings being downgraded, which is, has been Viva. Um, and, uh, but I do agree. I think, you know, Viva does look very cheap relative to what Ampol is trading on. So, you know, some, some broker have them on a buy because it is just much cheaper. And the earning has been, you know, been quite realistic now, rebase. So that means the growth is potentially a little bit better um, right. on, if they get there yeah. <laughs> if they get there yeah. and with this acquisition once it gets approved if it does get approved it's a great opportunity and also analysts will upgrade their earnings again on top of it so you know it pro pro probably provide a little bit more upside than ample um, but i will probably want to be sitting in that you know the market leader and the, the better run business um, now the 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 refiner margin is the part where it can become very volatile both companies making really good margin off it yeah. um, and they get government support too, they do they, they do yeah. that's why a few years ago remember they are on the brink yeah. of these too and the, when the government came through and said we're going to support that so that really puts a floor yeah. on where it could go so mm. you know it's a very defensive so almost protected space where they are now so that margin mm. they're making really good margin um, so but net net they are somewhat linked to the oil they're almost like an oil derivative um, because you know it's, there's a lot of complexity into how that margin come into being but it's really if the oil start cratering and everything else this does get impacted six months down the track so there's a mm. lack um, so but at this point it's in a good space it's more defensive um, and in that whole convenience 
convenience channel and then there's acquisition coming. So the space looks pretty good. Um, okay. It doesn't have the volatility like your normal oil stock where it just trades like right. oil commodities. So, so you would dub these more a defensive stock? If it's you defensive were... oil exposure. That's how right. you would see them. And okay. um, the, because, yeah, if you look at the refiner, if you track refiner margin over the last many decades against oil prices, there's a six month lag. Right. And do you prefer this to the REIT? Oh yeah, so it's quite it's it's quite different. Yeah, so with yeah. the read, you really um, it, it's or it's you're getting a rental, but then it's also linked to um, what the retail sales will yeah. do, right? So you know yeah. during tough times or when oil price is high, people don't go through the traffic goes down. Yeah. So yeah. then that impacts your turnover. Right. Um, so in tough time, people don't just buy convenience; they okay. go to more value. Rent. So everybody's buying REITs today. Mm. All of because obviously everything's up. Bond yields coming down, yeah. potentially no interest rate rises, um, or all, all of the rates are getting an absolute re-rating at the mm. moment to the upside. Mm. Do you agree with that? Are you buying rates at the moment? Oh, I bought I'm saying you. the market no, no, absolutely. is buying. No, no, but oh, no, I, I definitely right. buy rates. Do you, yeah, do you well, think it's a good move or do you think they've gone early? Uh, look, they, they have become very depressed in terms of valuation. But yeah. for me, for this to sustain, it will take some time because the, for the REITs, most of them earnings are going down because mm. of not just the interest goods. Yeah, they are borrowing at more interest rate and mark they're much more geared to market. market, the offices, the rental yeah. yet to come back. Things are tough for REITs. So I think that's not going to be sustained. Whereas things like Goodman Group, um, it's future facing, right? So you've got all the, you know, next, uh, yeah. like, a, you know, data center and things yeah. are coming through. Earnings going uh, is still being upgraded. So that sort of uh, share price rally is uh, is going to be sustained. So right. I'm buying Goodman Group, but uh, yeah. it's a bit hard. Right, not the other rates. Yeah. All right, uh, let's go to our next stock. Um, Jumbay Grace wants a view on NIB Holdings, the uh, big private health insurer, which uh, not only sells its own private health insurance, but the twist in this one is that it white labels to, mm. what is it, Qantas? Uh, to lots of insurance, other lots right. of them. So yeah. I've been quite smart in that, haven't I? Yeah, they've been very smart. And then this was many years ago was the up and coming, the newer, the smaller player that challenges yeah. big incumbent like Medibank and others. Mm. And it has done incredibly well and it hasn't carved out its niche. It does have a younger audience, like the younger um, sort of age group, a demographic. Yeah. Um, but net net, you know, it's it actually exposed to a lot of growth areas. So think, things like student um, insurance, um, student health insurance and the like. So, you know, it, it, it's a good spot. But look, if we take a step back on what the industry is going to go through now, next 12 months or a couple of years, look, they, they have made a lot of money in the last few years because people are not going back to the hospital. Um, mm. You know, because of the hospital, if you look at Ramsey's share price, you know, the volume yeah. has yet to recover. Yeah. Um, so it's just taking longer for those claims to come through. So as an insurer, you've been collecting premium. Uh, so people paying for the premium, but you're not really paying out because they're not using the service. So mm. eventually um, that will revert in the next, to- it's already started reverting, but it's just happening very slowly because still people are a bit cautious about going back to hospital and the like. So, you know, the industry is going to be a little bit tough for the next few years, Mm -hmm. just as the, you go back to a more normalized sort of level. Um, So for me, um, you know, I'm I'm not there. (laughs) Um, I just think you're you're a better opportunity. When you get out? Um, Yeah, I will sell it. Um, Just because earnings going to, going going lower. Right. And I'd argue that that the younger person, do they actually want insurance or do they need insurance? Mm -hmm. You know, there's this sort of whole kind of thing where they're, they're not really uh, gravitating to what we would think is normal by mm. getting health insurance. They're just not doing it. So they just don't really see it as, as part of their overall. Until the tax bit. 
kicks mm. in. Correct. At age 30. At age 30. And <laughs> yeah, then, well, you yeah, have then, to. Yeah, then you right. have to. Think about then it. Then you yeah. have to. So, you know, so I think that young demographic is good because it differentiates itself across the rest of the insurers. Mm. And Medibank's got OHM or something like that, the one yeah. or the other mm. sort of younger HTM. one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they got the that one. The cheaper one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the cheaper one. So they're, they're trying to do that. Uh, for me, it's just, uh, it's a really tough space. I, I'm always a seller of Medibank in clients' portfolios. I don't mm. see a lot of NOV holdings in many portfolios mm. these days. Uh, so it'd be a no from me as well. So if it, if it was in a boat, you'd sell yeah, it Yeah, I'd well. sell it, yeah. Because yeah. it's had a pretty good run. It has had a good run. It's consolidated years. back again. So yeah. yeah, it looks okay. But yeah, no, I just think it's a tough <laughs> backdrop. Because we're all locked up and not injuring ourselves. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's the issue. No one going to the hospital. All right, next talk. Uh, Adam Zareen wants to be on uh, Eagles Automotive, the, uh, the biggest of the... Uh, automotive retailing groups in Australia, 10% market share. Nick Flides has just sold, sold his business into it, even though he's a major shareholder of Eagers as well. Uh, and they're big in the EV. Did anyone, did anyone think that was a bit weird? Him? Anyway, yeah, we'll leave that one alone. Yeah. We'll leave that one alone. Um, look, I think overall, um, if, you, if you look at it, if I had a dollar for every time everybody said EV sales were falling or, or, or slowing, I'd be a rich man because EV sales continue to increase. Now, yes, cost of living is biting, and yes, it might be tough for people to buy an $80,000 EV, pretty much where they start at fifty to $80,000. Oh, well, you can get a really good MG one. Right. Which, you know, I drive an MG, great sponsor of Port Adelaide, uh, for forty-five. Right. Great entry-level EV. Entry-level. And better ones coming next year. That's well. right. So, or improved ones, not better. So I think that's the reason why you're starting to see all of those uh, vehicles and potentially those sales aren't falling away. Well, they're, they're pushing... Have you... Um, which have really jumped in EV sales, so these BYD mm. things. That's build, right. Build your dream or whatever it's called. So, so they have the distributorship. That's that, a fantastic they? segue to my next point, right. which was that AP Eagers is well placed to benefit because I think that they've got the absolute rights to sell BYD yeah. in Australia. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. absolutely. So I think that's mm. great. Um, overall, um, it's the, the joint venture is is looking to and exclusively distribution rights in Australia. So yeah, it, the profit margin should add, plus giving some more uh, uh, BYD stock. Interesting, obviously Nick selling the, but you know in the statement he said, look, um, it's a bit tougher for the smaller operators. We have to be larger to mm. to be competitive, and I think that's with a lot of stocks on the market at the moment, or mm. businesses on at the moment. Right. They need to be larger to, to compete. So look, I, I, I'm gonna. That was, um, a, that was really good. Yeah, uh, the business needs to be bigger. So hey, buy my business. <laughs> As I'm about to. Anyway, we'll leave it alone. Um, so yeah, uh, he's definitely. I'm going to say I'm happy with a buy. Yeah. On that one. I think. I think. You're not alone. A lot of people love it. Yeah, I think the they? profit margin should do well. I think you know I'm comfortable with it. They're very good operators. They know exactly what mm. they're doing. Uh, yeah. And you want to be in quality, and that's probably the most, that's the biggest quality space in the mm. in the car space. Jumbo, yeah. do you agree? Yeah, I agree. I think that long term, absolutely. And then I think that BYD is an enormous opportunity. It's taken yeah. US by storm, right? Yeah. It's massive and then how quickly they gained market share in the US was was mm. phenomenal so in Australia we should expect something very very similar um, and they're going to do very well now they just for me it's a little bit timing you know because near term I think the car um, that the numbers the, the pipeline uh, in terms of the full booking and things is sort of being cancellation there's a bit of cancellation mm. but yeah. I think net net still looks right. reasonably solid but you know just the economic reality and things and you know a lot of people were desperate to get a car and the, as the car now become available some of them are no longer
stronger, you know, kind of feel maybe I'll trade it down a little bit cheaper. And, you know, so things are changing yeah. somewhat. Um, so, yeah, just the economic reality in the next six months or so, six or 12 months, um, mm. just means that there might be a bit of softness, um, but maybe it's not as significant. Um, but I'm a buyer, um, you know, on weakness. Are you a buyer on eagers at these levels? Or? Uh, well, the, the thing, I'm waiting for weakness. I think earnings okay. still pretty strong. Still, they yeah. still, the earnings still very, very strong. Um, I, it's just a forward indicator is looking somewhat bit weaker uh, and that might take six months to play out. So, and then the share price will follow okay. those earnings. So, so you'd hold if you're in it, but that's right. Uh, but I'm looking buy for buying weakness. That's okay. right. All right. So, uh, let me ask you this EV is the mm. big thing in the market at the mm. moment. Is this a better EV play than lithium stocks? Because mm. uh, everyone's gone lithium. Sure, yeah, yeah. But uh, no one thinks outside the square. That's right. I, I tell you what's a really good EV play is actually the uh, those uh, leasing companies. Yes, oh. Macmillan and Smart. Macmillan, Smart Group. Smart Group is very, very leveraged good. to the EV. Yeah. And right. because the government changed the legislation oh, last yes. year, yes. remember With that? Yeah, 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 that's right. So it's the lower end EV. So it's something right. cheaper. Um, but as you know, the BYD and others roll, roll out and they're the cheaper ends, um, you know, the demand is enormous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've seen yeah, the yeah. number literally picked up um, significantly. Um, and, um, you know, that's the main way to play, right. I actually think. Macmillan um, came out with their results a couple of weeks ago. They did, yeah. Killed it. Oh, okay, uh, smart, so pretty much exactly one-on-one with Macmillan and Smart hasn't come out with their announcements. So right. SIQ would be the better buy because Macmillan's already run. Oh, that's so interesting. that's yeah. where you sort of get that uplift. I sat yeah. next to a bloke at lunch a couple of months ago mm. who bought a chain of tyre franchises. And I said, why have you done that? Yeah. And he goes, because EV vehicles are so much heavier, the tyres aren't going to last <laughs> as long. And that's there how he's go. playing EV. And I thought... Oh, that's, that's sort of interesting. Some, yeah. some logic to that. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different way because everyone's just been going lithium stock for lithium stock, mm. whatever. Well, so I think you, 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 where do you want to be on the supply chain is basically what you're asking. Yeah. yeah? Do you yeah. want to be yeah. further and shovels, or, yeah, or yeah. do you want to be further down in the consumer space? So yeah. you just got to sort of pick, and you can have some lithium, and you can have you know yeah. Macmillan Both. or AB yeah. Eagers, mm. but it, it is all in the same space, and you just where do you want to be where on the supply yeah. chain? Interesting so, way. Yeah. Uh, of looking at it. All right, Nick wants a view. Uh, Jumbay on Treasury Wine Estates, uh, Australia's biggest listed wine producer. Pemfolds is the big brand. Vineyards around the world, and it just made a big play for a uh, an, a US. Vineyard. That's right. So I look at the, the share price today. The acquisition seems pretty good. Um, you know, they have been talking about they want to grow the premium portfolio in the US. And the you know, as we know, the premiumization means the commercial wine, the cheaper wine, which they've been trying to exit for many years now, yes. is just not doing well. Um, and then it's the branded portfolio. Um, they bought Frank's Vineyard a few years ago, and it's just been doing really well um, because it's a branded space that keep getting more and more pricing power, demand, and volume growth. So that's actually doing really well. So the strategy looks fine. And accretion is a high single digit that's pretty good without even talking about you know the cost savings and everything else and then mm. you know what they do they buy the portfolio and then they just put across their entire distribution so yep. the volume uplift so all of these are not taking into account so um, and you already have that high single digit accretion so it actually looks pretty good now why is share price down and not holding the deal price um, because it's annoying <laughs> we're all sitting in this stock waiting for the China to come through yeah. and why wouldn't you know the question there's a lot of uh, question about why wouldn't you just wait till 
the China um, tariff gets removed, your share price higher, and, and then, then you do it then. Money. Yeah, yes. and then you raise because your share price will be higher. You do right. it then. It's just a little bit of frustration. Um, I think the company uh, really just said they look. They said, look, you know, maybe you could have timed it. But when those things, because this is one of the fastest growing um, label in the US, they yeah. said we don't want to miss it um, yeah. because in 12 months maybe they don't want to sell. Maybe somebody else bought it. Maybe you know. So we there just could don't be deal pressure. Yes. From the other side. So they yes. just felt maybe, well, because we, we know we like this one. We know the price is, is good and we know we can make generate value out of this. So we, we just do it today rather than wait till right. in six months. Who knows what the world look like? So that's kind of their stance. And it, you know, it seems a logic explanation, but it just there's a bit of an angry selling. I, at I, this I, point. I, sort of, I sort of like it that mm. the business isn't worried about mm. the share price. They're mm. worried about that they're doing business. the right thing. They're doing That's the right. right thing for the business. Mm. Us in markets are like, oh, what are you doing? You yeah, know, see that like, anger um, come from short termism, yeah, right? It's like, well, right. share price down eight percent today. Well, it could have been up <laughs> if it was a yeah, exactly. <laughs> Should be up ten yeah. percent. So, so it, it is holding so that offer price though. It's a buy. It's a, it's it's a, a buy. buy, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It's a, well, the offer price is $10.80 for entitlement for shareholders. Yeah. It's at $10.97, I think I saw yeah. just then. So, um, you know, it, it's actually holding its price really, really well. So if you're a shareholder, take up your entitlement. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you're if you're new price. to it, Yes, levels are okay. You're able, as an, a shareholder, you get a subscribe for one new share for every 9.545 existing TWE shares. Okay, so that at an offer price of $10.80. Right. So we'll be recommending clients to take up that entitlement offer. Absolutely. But, you know, overall, the ability for uh, Treasury Wines to re-rate and get this, it's a big acquisition, $2.6 billion, mm. getting into that luxury wine side of things. Now, they've got Australian luxury wines sewn up, like they know what they're doing. Mm. So... And also they've been holding back a lot of inventory for waiting for this China announcement to then push more wines into China. So it's really a second half story. All of these kinds of things, but yeah, raising money now seems opportunistic, but the market's not too happy with it, but I'm very, I'm with Jumbei on this one. It's Mm. a buy. Okay, all right. Um, Pretty smart too, the way they have vineyards around the world now in China and in Europe. So you can blend Australian wine with the overseas one, up to a level where mm. you don't get hit by the excise tax. That's and, uh, yeah, that's right. For and, imported wine, and also in for the business strategy point of view, you diversify your business. You no longer focus on just one, you know, one market. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And they manage to diversify into other Asian region, and then they need America to work yeah. as well. And and Tim Ford took. Mm. Uh, treasury to the US in the mm. first place, so yeah. you know, it's that market. There's a there's an ETF in the US that we and, and TWE share price is decoupled a bit now, but it's called Napa, mm. NAPA is the oh, stock code, I've and it's, it is a wine ETF. And you look at that, and you basically benchmark Napa against TWE, and it's pretty much one for one. Obviously, now with the cap raise, that the it's, it's wow. the, the jaws have widened a little bit. But uh, yeah, keep an eye on that Napa ETF. That is uh, a close cor- correlation to. And what that you. only invests in Napa Valley wine or uh, California wine. I think wines, it's a wine it? ETF, so I'm right. not too sure. Overall, but okay. I suspect, yeah, it, it yeah, would be. But uh, NAPA is the uh, ticker, and okay. check that one. Actually, that's a really good point um, because ever since China uh, put up the tariff a few years ago, right? So Treasury used to trade very closely to its global luxury beverage yeah. peers, uh, Remy Martin and things, right? Um, and uh, then it decoupled just ever since China put. The, uh, the thing uh, tariff on um, and then they never really managed to catch up so the you know if you look at the gap in terms of performance mm. um, huh. you know you know it's coming back you know once the China changes that right. well actually it sounds like China is going to remove it in six month time so you know it's it's really um, you know whichever way you look at it it looks very cheap yeah mm. interesting all right uh, Fitstock Freddie wants a view uh, Adam on REA group the big housing platform 
Yeah, so it's doing really well. 150 bucks at the moment, REA, looking yep. okay. I think it, it's uh, 155. Yeah, so I think it's, it's, so as a business, I think REA is doing okay. I just think that there's a lot of um, noise going on the background about News Corp and what they're wanting to do with their 63% stake yep. in REA. And there's some antagonizers out there that are starting uh, to try and uh, get News Corp to decouple REA from their books to, to unlock some value. Just a big part of their books, by yeah. the way. Well. Yeah. Yeah. So At one stage, REA was worth, worth more than the rest of News correct. Corp, wasn't it? Correct. Uh, so um, I think it's... It's, it's, it's called Starboard, and they're looking to recommend that News Corp spin off its digital real estate assets uh, and then make REA its own group going forward. Now, that, that potentially is a, somewhat of a positive, but also a bit of a negative, yeah. because if you get News Corp out of there or, or they, lit, they take it out, there's a lot more free float on this stock. And at the moment, there's not a lot of free float because News Corp owns 60% of it. So you don't... And that's hence why the, the price is, is moving higher and, and, and people want it. Bring it back to Australia. I think News Corp, uh, sorry, Real Estate REA is, a, is number one in its space, domain number two. They are very, very good operators. They know exactly what they're doing. They can pull levers to get more real estate agents to put more higher ads. They, they've got all these things going forward. I think it's a great real, business. Real estate agents hate them yes. because they're so powerful. They're so powerful <laughs> and they can do whatever they want to yeah. do. So, yeah. uh, so for me, sticking with the quality, I'm going to say it's a buy. I'm happy to be there. Okay. It's a buy. It's you know, it's it's a core it's almost like a core portfolio holding as a growth, one yeah. of those uh, very strong right. growth story. Yeah. Um, structurally it's got a lot of uh, growth going for it. Um, and uh, in terms of pricing, in terms of um, you know uh, different products and things, um, and in terms of volume linked to, to the you know the housing turnover. Um, and so it's looking very strong. Even the near term, um, you know, we see the listings turning. Um, you know, it's no longer yeah. negative. It's stalled a little bit, but you know, it's still it's turning. They start cycling some really weak numbers soon. So uh, if anything, I think come this AGM, there is a bit of upside to um, you know to what what they gave the um, gave people a few months ago. So you know, I think things are going well near term. Uh, in terms of that index, uh, well, in terms of the News Corp, the potential um, opportunity, uh, I actually think yeah, uh, I agree that if News Corp sell the stake, it's going to improve the liquidity for the stock a lot. It will make make it become a very big part of the index. So there will be a lot of index managers will need to buy this company. Yeah. Okay, but if news comes out. And there's a lot more liquidity. Will that hurt the stock? Yeah, so is there a, pre- a news corp premium to it at the moment? Yeah, I, I, there, I actually think it's put it probably at the moment putting probably putting a bit of cap at the moment because oh, no. everyone's waiting for that stock to come through. Go, okay, there will right. be stock, so I don't need to buy on the market yeah. because liquidity is not great. But the thing is, everyone's doing that. Um, so, you know, I actually think, you know, by the time it comes, you may not get much stock. Um, right. And another thing is, by the time News Corp release their holding, um, it will make it a bigger uh, uh, component of the index. index. So your yeah. index manager who buys OSX 200 suddenly have to buy a lot of uh, REA because they're forced to buy. Right. So suddenly you actually have a lot more demand, um, mm. you know, than what you think think is just normal, you know, active managers demand. So, right. you know, I actually think that that's actually acted as a very positive catalyst for this stock. Um, so yeah. is this all brought about because of the Rupert to Lachlan 
sort I, of power I, I, shift? I think or? there's a lot of active investors sitting on the um, News Corp um, sort of register. Yes. Um, as with a lot of those companies, they have so many. They have so many investments and um, mm, you know okay. all of that, and they just feel you're not realizing um, you know your right. valuation for the for the shareholder. Right. All you need to do is just sell the stuff. They they are listed. Sell it. Yeah. Sell the stuff. Bring the cash back. And whether you buy back shares or do other things, at least then you can realize value for right. whatever else is probably doing okay as well. Makes it cleaner for mm, them. Yeah. That's okay. right. All right, let's recap the uh, first five stocks. Uh, stock of the day, Macquarie. After that disappointing update this morning, a hold from both Adam and Jumbe. Um, similar with Viva, but both of them prefer Ampol in this space, better run business. Uh, both have got a sell on NIB. Um, a, We're matching. I know, I know. Uh, you differ here, sort here of. Here we go. You've gone, you know, but only sort of. Uh, <laughs> Eagles is a buy from, a definite buy from Adam. Uh, from Jumbe, it's a hold, uh, but buy on weakness um, if the price comes down a bit. And if you want to play the EV space, um, think of a smart group. Um, is an option there. Treasury, a yes from both. REA, a yes from both. Um, in the next half hour, uh, we're going to take a look at A2 Milk, uh, Aussie Broadband, Calix, uh, Academies Australasia, that I've never come across before. Um, and <laughs> you and me both. Yeah, yeah three, three of us. Anyhow, that, that's the beauty. Thank you for sending through companies like this because it forces us to uh, uh, have a look at them. And uh, also the final one is Spender. Um, a, a, slight, a slight shift in quality in this half hour in terms of the stock compared with the first half hour, I should imagine, but um, maybe not. Maybe it's captured the imagination of um, Adam and Jumbo. Jumbo, A2 Milk. Uh, Sandra wants a view. Of course, we're talking about Treasury Wine Estates with China. A2 Milk did to uh, infant formula mm. in China what Treasury did to wines. Mm. Um, and it was blocked out with the trade wars as well. Can it ever come back? Look, it will come back. I tell you why the share price is still in the in the in, in, in the, the tough, tough spot. <laughs> exactly, yeah. in the toilet, still going lower. Um, look, I was actually in China oh, a few months ago. Back. It's essentially uh, the birth rate in China is so tough. Um, it keeps going lower and lower every year. And then now you have everyone question: Oh, is you know Chinese birth rate is just going to keep falling every single year? There is a lot of um, uh, short-term disruptions because you know uh, one is that because COVID, China had really tough COVID lockdown. People couldn't get married. When you can't get married you can't have babies um, you know, no. in China. No. Um, and uh, so that has put a lot of stop to it. And plus China, because they really literally just reopened the economy early this year, right? Um, and they all took the, um, all of the, well, 80% of the population had the COVID. And then there's medical advice on the ground in China actually to all the women saying, do not have baby within um, eight to 10 months uh, of you taking the vaccination. Wow. That was advice. Wow. That was advice. So, you know, once, uh-huh. and some say a year. Jeez. So, you know, there's a lot of cautiousness about this because they don't want babies to be born, you know, have issues. Yeah, but the economy is mm. just going to suffer mm. without delay suffer, a birth right? Exactly. rate. So you, you should imagine the political mm. leaders will... They're trying everything. So, you know, there's discussion about maybe they should do baby bonus, maybe should do this. Yeah. And should, there's a lot more loud noises. Uh, so China changed to you can have three children now. Um, and then also they encourage women to have babies. You know, you see here a lot more now. So there's a lot more measure to come mm-hmm. through for them to, to change it. But uh, right now you are really seeing uh, the early indicator. So, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, the marriages and things that started improving. And as we move through this period, um, 
for next year, things does look much better in terms of birth. Um, but you know, but it's really for this year because that was you know, it's a nine month, ten month yeah. pregnancy. Na- na- it's na- going to take time. To nature imposes its own. That's time right. Mate, so it's it just time. Yeah. So and that's a challenge, right? So um, so for A two, although they're taking share, they're taking share like anything. Mm. Um, they were the ones actually the best performing foreign brand in in China still? now. Yeah, still yeah. very very good. And yeah. then they're going to this is in the second tier city as well, not just major city. Yeah. So this is word, word of mouth. So you know things are actually going well so for the company. Three dollars ninety nine. And I'll tell you another reason why it's there. Uh, it's It's got $600 million, whatever, lots of cash and everything. Things are going so well and everything. The reason the share price is there. I, when I was in China, I had a look at the local infant formula um, players. Uh, the largest one, the fastest, one of the fastest growing local brand, uh, Phaeton, right? It's 20% market share in China. It's got billions of dollars sitting on the ca- uh, sitting on the balance sheet. You know what multiple it trades on? Three. Huh? What? Three, so that creates an A two zone eighteen. So you know, so for us, yeah. Australia's you know Chinese market has become so cheap because the lack of capital, right? So you know, well, yeah. too much yeah. uncertainty and things. So it has creates this significant value opportunity. Wow. Um, but the problem is that then it becomes translating into Australia and make A two look really expensive relative to that store. Mm-hmm. So net net, I think both are going higher. Um, but it just at the moment you're just going through a bit of a, you know just a weak period. It's really for the next six months um, before the valuation that are coming back and the like. Oh, that's fascinating. I so, know. So what should you, would you be dipping your toe in at this stage? No, look, I think next, um, I'll definitely be holding, look, next three months will be as bad as it gets. By November, right. actually this month, um, we'll see the single day, 11th of November, mm-hmm. single day sale, we'll see how they oh. go, um, you know, and that will probably mark the weakest period, weakest period because, um, you know, think about the, uh, the marriages, you know, in the last mm. little while and then the uh, next six months. So by mid next year, you should start seeing better numbers. That, well, that, is, uh, that is the most comprehensive e- explanation and best explanation I know. I can't, just I can't beat it. And I'm just going to say, yeah, I, I mean, I, all really I've got is my Australian uh, antidotes where we continue to buy A2 milk for the family. But um, China labels, yeah, Jumbo's right, China label sales were up around 28% in the last quarter. English labels declined by about 6%. So they are favouring more the Chinese brands right. versus the uh, Australian ones. But to milk obviously tough backdrop for revenue growth mm. it's just going to be tough and so um i i don't think i need to say any more um i, I say it's a hole for me I'm, right. I'm happy to be there you were going to say a sell weren't you no, until no. you listened to jimmy's explanation <laughs> and it's gone coming. to a hold now no i'm definitely a hole i've, I've right. got i've got it in my portfolio we, we're not selling it yeah um, you don't you don't oh, say there's just so much value and yeah. and the, the thing is part of the english label tough because the daigo right student's not coming back but yeah. you've seen the student number now yeah. it's all coming back yeah. so you know there's a lot going for it and there's no debt you know there's a a significant amount of cash sitting there so this is a company that will get taken private but probably not Chinese companies because their one's cheaper yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so everyone talks about these diegals but basically they're international students buying the milk formula from a chemist warehouse Mm. and then sending it back to China and making a margin on it that's like, right. Remember the empty shelf a few yeah. years ago? Yeah, yeah. or Blackmores as well. I guess that's the early indication of watching where the stock is going to go because if the shelves start getting empty, you don't see any A2, they're back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll put a call in the chemist warehouse. Let's say, <laughs> shelves go. All right. Um, Adam, Evan wants a view on the Aussie broadband, the, uh, the telco. Uh, mobile internet provider? Yeah, so I've been a big fan of Aussie Broadband for a long time yep. and uh, continue to be a fan. 
of it at the moment. A uh, little bit of a, a, a misstep at the moment because they're raising capital uh, for a, a big acquisition or a symbio, an acquisition uh, that they need to do to obviously accelerate some of their organic and inorganic growth. It is going to be EPS accretive once this thing gets wrapped up uh, and EBITDA does look quite good once this business is wrapped up. So I think overall, I'm really a fan of Aussie Broadband. I use it for my house. Um, the service is amazing. It's a little bit more expensive, but I'm happy to pay a little bit more to get the service because you sit on a phone for with Optus for four days and never get anywhere. This one, I was able to get it done within 30 minutes. So I, I'll happily pay a little bit extra. I think the acquis- acquisition is going to be right for them. Um, the cap raise is, is obviously uh, now n- pretty much completed and there will be a share purchase plan for retail investors. So I'd be keen to take that up. It's a buy. Okay. From me. All right. Uh, better than Telstra? Uh, it's a very different beast, yeah. a lot smaller. It is, ta- it is taking market share off the big incumbents, so I like that. Uh, better than Telstra, probably not. Um, Telstra is actually looking all right at these levels. Mm. Um, but I, I like Aussie Broadband for that customer service, as well as um, their speeds are a lot better than anybody else on the street as far okay. as data speeds. So mm. if that means something to you, then you would normally gravitate to one of the faster speeds. Okay. Yeah. I'll put that on a hold. I don't hold it in my portfolio because at the moment I think Telstra is fantastic. Um, it's a, it's it cheap enough. So you prefer Telstra? Prefer Telstra, right. yeah. But it's absolutely different. It's mature. You know, you're really talking about it's pretty cheap, pays pretty good dividend, um, and it's got all these uh, infra. You know, I actually think one of the good thing is they kept its infrastructure assets because yeah. in the future the demand with the data center and everything, there's a lot of demand for those in infrastructure right. asset, and they've got they own it right, and they've got pricing power. So I yeah. think that is in the future. There's a lot of value to come through and you know it stacks up as a quite a defensive sort of play within the portfolio Aussie broadband I think sounds like it's a growth um, sort of space it sounds uh, it's done really well like in terms of operationally it's it's done well um, you know raising capital is never going to be taken <laughs> taken well in this market yeah. but look um, you know it sounds like acquisition is going through well it's um, yeah but for me it's probably right. a whole but, uh, but they're raising at a reasonable level aren't they mm. they um, are they are yeah yeah, the, the stock's level. been five, five twenty, yeah. you know, mm. at the highest. So yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. all right. Uh, next stock, Zach wants a view Jumbay on Calix. Now this is the carbon capture group, and now into grinding. Sometimes I don't quite understand what Calix <laughs> does uh, with the te- with the technology. It was all about making cement sort Taking of heat out of cement, yeah, yes. environmentally friendlier, and capturing it and doing all that sort of stuff. And then it's a added in advanced battery development as well and water and wastewater treatment and biotechnology. Look, so. it, it sounds like I take every box. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I know what Adam's going to say. He just passed me their research report. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I, so I actually look, look at this company, really hearing the story, uh, uh, maybe 12, 12, month, 12 to 18 months ago. Yeah. And at the time, share price was sky high. And it sounds like they are really in a lot of those, um, you know, renewable space, capturing heat, capturing a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, and they... they What's amazing is that they actually got contracts, which is uh, quite cool. And Adam will tell mm. you all about the so contracts. So they're earning revenue. Yeah, actually making money. They yeah. actually got people, um, you know, real contracts rather than just talk about it. It's no longer, I think 12 months ago, which is a concept stock, right? Yes. Uh, they, yeah, so they were waiting. So it was too early then. Yep. But now since then, you know, it's uh, one is share price come a whole lot cheaper. And then two is that they actually got new real contract coming through. Mm. It's a two watch. It's a, bit, a little bit too speculative for me, but um, it does sound like some of those contracts sounds really interesting. And apparently they're working on 75 other 
potential pipeline yeah. that's coming through. Um, yeah, and they, they, it, it, it sounds like it's the early stage of something that's going to really, really take off. Um, something to watch. <laughs> Not there yet. <laughs> you are so diplomatic, because he just flicked you the research report, so you don't want to be mean to him. Something to watch. Something okay. to watch. All right. All right. Are you watching? I'm thumping the table on this one. This right. is out, okay. out of all of the stocks today. This is the one that everybody should be looking at. This uh, acquisition uh, or this ve- joint venture with Heirloom which is a, a, a direct carbon capture or direct uh, carbon capture business. Basically, these guys have uh, done an agreement with Heirloom to uh, uh, allow them to be part of this direct caption business where they uh, have put a floor on the, sh- on the carbon capture of $3. So no matter what happens to the price, there is automatically going to be a floor. Now, this Heirloom deal is binding, is perpetual and is global. Do you want me to repeat those three words for everybody then again? So who's Heirloom? Okay, so Heirloom is a business that uh, uh, has direct carbon capture. So they're working with uh, Calyx for their technology. Absolutely. Heirloom has just signed an agreement with Microsoft to take 315,000 tonnes of carbon from Microsoft at a floor of $3 that Calyx is getting. Okay, so let's do the maths, everybody. There's a lot of zeros there. From that, now, what were the three words again that you were used? I interrupted you. That, well, I'll re-say them again. It was uh, global, it was per- perpetual, and perpetual. it was binding. Right, okay. Right, All right. good. Yeah, yeah. I've never right. seen three, these three words in the same contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly, right. Because <laughs> it's usually <laughs> non-binding, it's usually right. conditional, not perpetual, not perpetual <laughs> and you know, all these kinds of stuff. Isn't it interesting they're doing a deal with Microsoft because yes. everyone that says sort of my kids, the adult kids that go, oh, you know, why are you flying in planes? And you say, you know, there is more carbon emitted by data centers mm. than there is the global airline industry. There you go. So get off your phones and get off Instagram and Facebook yeah. and all of that yeah. because that's worse than airline industry. So, yeah. so they're doing a deal with the tech company for Correct. that very reason. Correct, right. Mm. And so that's just one of the contracts that Heirloom. Now, uh, Heirloom's obviously there's a little bit of insider there because Bill Gates is one of the directors of Heirloom. Right. Right. So oh. that's how the agreement has handy been. Handy to have relationships. Handy to have coming around. Um, however, our analyst has done some numbers and if anybody wants the research report that Jubay's got, I can give it to you. But there's some very large numbers in there that basically by 2035, so we're talking a long, long way away from here, but by 2035, there could be up to a billion tonnes of carbon being captured. At $3 a floor, that's actually looking really, really quite good. So overall, um, it's a fantastic story. The stock has had a bit of, we go back to the chart, there's a bit of a double bottom happening here. So there's a bit of floor on support. I'm gonna say it's a buy. Okay. Not, <laughs> just a, not just an ordinary buy, <laughs> it's a strong buy. Table thumping buy. Okay. So this is going to sound really stupid. Okay. Yeah. Really stupid. That billions of tons of carbon. Yeah. What they do with it? So with heirloom is a direct capture. They put it into limestone and then it's able to be captured in that limestone and stays there forever. Wow. There you go. So it's not just in big underground reservoirs or tents no, or no. tanks or whatever. It's in limestone. Yep. Wow. Fascinating. There we go. All right. 
All right, we'll come down off that high. Uh, to Michael wants a view. Adam, I'm, he's got a sweater. I've sweater. It's on it here. Table thumping and support <laughs> of uh, Calix. Uh, do you want to change, Jumbo, after that, after hearing it from the Yeah, that's the right. Horses, that's way too exciting. Oh, still, <laughs> still on a watch. That's right. I'm still no. I'm still on the on the watch. Yeah. Okay, still on the watch. All right, Michael wants a view. Adam on Academies Australasia. Uh, education and training in high schools and in English language schools in Singapore. So I'll make this really so is this simple. A little IDP. Yeah, uh, really simple. In no, don't go anywhere near it. There's no volume. Um, it's it, it hadn't traded since I was uh, when I left the desk. Haven't really heard about it. It's in Australia and in Singapore. They had to refund about $10 million back to people or students because of visas not getting passed. Yeah. Um, they're spending a lot of money. I just don't think you need to be there. I'll keep it short and simple. No. Okay. Yeah, that's just it's too hard. Um, just on a couple of campuses um, is uh, offshore. Um, you know, yeah. just too hard to really make money. Um, you know, we've seen those companies come and go, and even yeah. within Australia, uh, legislation change. Um, you know, visa. You know, country relationship change. Um, it all going to affect this business. Um, just too too complicated. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jimbo Corey wants a view on another reasonably small. Uh, well, not reasonably. It is small company. Uh, Spender. Uh, Corey says two recent announcements of AgriChain and Capricorn Society also rolling out to all carpet court stores. What do the experts make of this one? They're in um, transaction services, B2B payment systems. So it's like a mini Tyro, is it? It's almost a, that non-bank lending space uh, where you know it's you know they, they they get a funding and then they lease lend it out. It's a bit like Flexi Group, almost. Oh, right. You know that okay. now they're going to the carpet court and everything. So potentially right. there's a bigger market share that they can get to. Uh, but the challenge is. <laughs> One is it doesn't trade. Okay, it doesn't trade. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't trade. Um, and uh, two is that. I don't know, non-bank lending is really, really hard space at the moment. <laughs> wrong part of the cycle. R- wrong part of the cycle um, because they, these companies don't have funding themselves. They're not like banks. They don't take deposits. Right. So they have to go to the bank and borrow the money. And the bank has been increasing interest rate on those money they borrow. And at the same time, they need to hope that they can, when they lend it out, they can charge a whole lot more from the end consumer right. or everywhere else. Right. And uh, no, clearly they are now heading mm-hmm. into a spot where consumer is probably going a bit tough. Capital, I don't know, you know, when the housing turnover slows down somewhat Mm. Um, maybe not as many consumer will be using your product so you know there just seems to be in the wrong part of the cycle Um, share price look cheap but a lot of those non-bank financials are in the same spot it's it's yeah just right so you're in that whole sector like would you put judo in there and Mm, all of those judo is slightly different they do have a little bit better they have their own funding i think Mm, judo has their own they they take deposit they They got the license yeah Yeah. so they take deposit so slightly different um yeah but this one is kind of sits in all that whole flexi group um that sort of space and it is just too tough it's a wrong wrong part of cycle right so when interest rates start to fall Mm. and things cost of living potentially inflation starts to come down Mm. and you know, things start to look a little bit better. Potentially, people might have a little bit more excess cash in their wallet. Then's the time to look at these kind of non-bank lenders, um, Money Me, which I think has changed its name. Um, yeah, 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 all so of those. Up. Yeah, some, one of those. Solva. That's it, mm. right? So yep. changing the name to sort of try and keep the. But anyway, um, so yeah, I, I think it's the wrong part of the cycle. And we even saw. I mean, we see it with Zip. 
Um, we see Square today up uh, a fair bit on yeah. a massive billion dollar buyback and, and things like that. But again, it's still the wrong part of the cycle. I just don't think yeah. you need to be there. For a spender, it, it does have 3.6 billion shares on issue. That's a lot of paper. What, billion with a B? With a B, oh. yeah, not an M, a, a, a lot of shares. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of shares, But there's right? a lot to be buy, well, back. <laughs> right, yeah, so there's so much paper, and that's why you got the share price at sort of one cent, because everybody's loaded in at 0.9 and one, and, and it's just not gonna move. It's yeah. just, because there's just too much paper for it to get through. So again, when you're looking at shares and you're looking at the actual investment, you've got to look at, um, at market cap, how many shorters are in there. There's no shorters in this one because there's obviously no borrow on it, but what shorters are, how many shares are on issue, what's their trade volume like, all of these kinds of things must go into you looking at the investment decision. And for this one, there's a lot of paper out there. It will struggle okay. uh, and it's a no from me. Um, just quickly, question without notice, I was going to make it stock of the day um, because of the AGM today. Qantas? I think Qantas just in the tough spot. Um, the look at the cash generation is good and everything. I think in the next 12 months, everything's heading heading to the wrong direction. Yeah. Yeah. Ticket price coming down, you know, your cost is still going higher. CapEx is massive next three years. Yeah. Um, and uh, so and all your free cash flow goes. That's right, more competition. And also now with the review and things, um, your operating cost is going higher, right? Because you need to put more staff back in. You need to do, you know, yeah. provide yeah, better support for your customers and things. So I think it's just a tough spot. Yeah. Half a billion dollar, $500 million buyback still going at the moment. Mm. So like, that's obviously helping or somewhat supporting the share price. Mm. I, I think it's a brand issue more than anything else. They've yeah. really got a brand issue. They've, All they've, those figures that came out today. And yeah. You know, it, 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 it's not, you know, um, my wife said to me the other day, so well, we've got to fly to Melbourne. Who should we fly? And I said, oh, well, not Jetstar. She was like, well, well let's just do Qantas. I was like, no, let's go Rex. She right. was like, oh, hang on. There's only one flight a day to Melbourne from Rex. I said, that's right. They'll leave on time and it'll get there on time, mm. you know. <laughs> but with Qantas, there's six flights, or Jetstar, there's six flights, but only three will, uh, will, will actually right. take off. And so, so you, you didn't look at Virgin? No, well, yes, I usually fly Virgin, but um, with the family, we didn't have any sort of leeway and we booked Rex and we're, I think we're going to be really happy with it. Oh, good. So, there you go. Yeah. There you go, Rex. Look out for... Adam and the Dawes tribe. First you, won't, class, you, know, you, won't, you won't know what hit you, let me tell you. All right, let's recap the uh, the final five stocks. A2 Milk, um, a hold from both Adam and Jumbe. Aussie Broadband, a yes from Adam. Hold from Jumbe prefers Telstra in the telco market. Uh, Calix is, is a table-thumping buy from Adam. Um Jumbay, not quite convinced yet, needs a bit of time, uh, but we'll have it on our watch list because she's a very polite person. Um, okay, Academies Australasia is a, um, is a no from both, Spender is a no from both. Uh, Jumbay Lou from Tribreaker, always great to see you. Thank you very much for Adam having Dawes me. from uh, Shaw, Tulsi, good yep, to see you. It's great enjoy, to be here. Enjoy the weekend. Now, registrations are now open, um, a reminder for our next virtual investor event. Small Caps Big Ideas back for 2023 will be bigger, better and faster. If you weren't a subscriber in previous years, we bring together 10 of Australia's leading small cap fund managers to each present one high conviction idea for now. So Small Caps being battered in the last year, but there's a view that they're about to turn. 
And this year, we're throwing in a Fast and Furious special edition of The Call featuring microcaps chosen by you. Register to watch live or on demand at osbiz.co slash smallcaps23. That's osbiz.co slash smallcaps23. And if you've got any stocks you want me to put to our expert panel, go to osbiz.co slash call picks or tweet us using the Ausbiz TV handle. Add comments, questions to the stocks. We love that as well. Uh, that's it for the call. Have a great weekend. The Pulse is next. Don't go away.